0: Welcome to Clickstar, brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at LuckyDiceCafe.com. And now for your hosts, Daniel Powell, Jason Alvey, Alex Coos, and Tyler Speeds. Hey everybody. Welcome to Clickstaff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking. Just want to let everybody know that Clickstaff is brought to you by TrollandToad.com, the world's largest HeroClicks retailer. Find HeroClicks new and old on TrollandToad.com and use coupon code CLICKSTOFF for 5% off your HeroClicks order. Uh, if you like what you're listening to today here on Clickstaff, uh, check us out Patreon.com forward slash ClickStuff. Dollar <clears throat> and above gets entered into our monthly giveaways. Five dollars and above gets entered into our Discord server for Hero Click strategy and tactics discussion. Um, so this is Daniel um, by myself today, but there's a, you know a few things I wanted to talk about as we go towards nationals. Um, we wrap up the first month of states going into the second month of states. Um, You know there's a few things I wanted to talk about. I got my notes in front of me. Um, So specifically I want to cover today. I want to talk about maps. I want to talk about the matchup matchup RNG today. And um, i've got a few questions i asked our patrons in our discord server some questions uh, right before i recorded this and i um, want to kind of intersperse those in so um and actually um, it's jj22 uh, wanted to talk about maps um, so the 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 big thing i wanted to cover on maps and a lot of this is, uh, hinging on kids right now as we go into Gen Con. Um, and you know, I know it's not just about US Nats, right? Canadian Nats is a couple of weeks after Gen Con. And I don't think they've announced Mexico Nationals yet. Um, but I know um, Italian Nats is after World's. But the two biggest nationals, right, are before worlds. I mean, that's the United States and Canada. Um, Hopefully, the UK has their nats before worlds too. Um, They're probably the third biggest national tournament out there. Um. So, but I want to talk about maps, and a lot of what this hinges on is Wizkid's updating the modern list. Uh, to include whisk Uh, to include the new rock maps. Um. So if they do, I want to talk to y'all about the states winning map and Hell's Crossroads. Um, Hell's Crossroads is available on Gamer Mats, and of course the new um, Rock States Prize Map is. Um, winnable uh i was trying to look and see i was looking on hc maps here to see if they had a picture of it yet um but the hell's crossroads and the new rock prize map are nearly identical with the hell's crossroads having um less uh, there's no transitions in the middle of the crossroads area but otherwise they're a it's a completely symmetrical map um i don't have the rock states prize one, so i said i was looking for the um Picture of it, but um, the the thing to think about is these maps are completely symmetrical. Um, if there's something different on the prize on the state's prize map, um, that'd be my mistake. But for the most part, they're completely symmetrical. Um, so they're a really good map for you to choose to go second on. In that, there's not much choice. For your opponent there's not an advantage for your opponent to gain by going to one side or the other compare that to say like construction site um one of the other 16 by 16 maps i was going to look and see i'm just doing a filter on hd maps by 16 by 16. um you know even like you take like the new wakanda 16 by 16. it has a more defensible side with the throne room side of the map um you know avengers tower uh it's from avengers 60th has um a little bit different elevated it kind of looks like some different hindering uh for sure um I mean, it's pretty dang close um but there's some different hindering it looks like on that one um ultron's layer um has the only hindering on the one side and um it also has that big mouth in the middle, right? It's even more oppressive of a map, one way or the other, um, because of the the face being more pronounced in the smaller size. So, you know, going to these national tournaments, I want you to think about maps. I want y'all to be paying paying attention to the when when the map list is updated. Um, these maps can really make or break your gameplay. Um, so I want y'all to think about, you know, how does your team work on these sixteen by sixteens, teams? Right. Um, you know, you need some defense if you're put on a 16 by 16, obviously. Um, but in general, right, the game's going to be a lot more engaging uh, on a 16 by 16. Things are going to be happening quickly. They're going to be happening immediately. Now, what I want you to think about is reach on maps. 16 by 16s made for that engagement, right? And but the 16 by 24s, a lot of teams don't necessarily have that reach on a 16 by 24. What I want you to be thinking about on your team builds, what's your defense? What's your protection? Namely, what's your barrier output? um you know there's things like jubilee that still exist that was on Jalen state's winning team um a, lo- a lot of these things make make a big difference um but keep in mind what's your defense what's your protection what's your defense numbers uh what's the amount of probs that you have um what's the chances of you getting hit versus not getting hit keep in mind star exists so that's a lot of what I wanted to talk about when it came to maps Um, the rock prize map for states the hell's crossroads if those get legal those are my two favorite maps currently in modern Um, you still get a lot of use out of like negative zone with its extended starting areas Um, that's a really important map in modern still so your, your staple maps don't necessarily change um, in modern in the 16 by 24 level. But these, these 16 by 16 uh, maps really can um, help you out or hinder you uh, just depending on your situation. Um, but make sure with the maps that you have on your build sheet that you know how to use them, take Take advantage of every square. And then as we go to talk about RNG here, what maps do you have for what number of, what matchup RNG that you might run into? Um, so map-wise, um, I think that's a lot of what was on my mind. Um, acquiring these maps, right? We're about a month... little less than a month out from uh, US Nats at this point um be acquiring these maps right whether it's trading, borrowing, buying right shipping still is pretty crazy right USPS can be slow we all have experienced that in our Clix career I think for the most part um but be locating these maps that you need uh whether it's the play at home kit the mini game um stuff like that B. this is now the time to be um, finalizing your purchases and your shipping when it comes to these uh, maps. Uh, same goes for your team too but keep that in mind um, so um, a little bit of thoughts Uh, conditioning wise, and this goes into Giordano's question that he has before I talk about, um, RNG with, um, teams, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, prepping yourself. And I usually cover this before, um, each individual tournament, each individual large tournament, whether it comes to worlds or Gen Con or, you know, whatever, all the other countries, nationals, um, there's always the. Physical and mental prep for when it comes to these large tournaments, these multi-day, multi-hour tournaments. Um, let's talk about the mental side, right? Getting through a tournament, right? Um, you know, we play a game—a game with dice. We play a game where you can make mistakes. But what I want you to focus on is I want you to focus on from your mental state and your mental capacity, do not let those rolls or let those mistakes ruin the rest of your day, ruin the rest of your game. Um, So, you know, dice rolls are what they are, right? That's why I want you to think about when you're building your team, Right, this is what, even before you step into the tournament. Building your team in such a way to mitigate dice rolls, high attack, the star, necro swords, outwits, um, battle fury from the emotional modifier. Right, all of these different ways, positioning. Right, like if you're using surfer's improved targeting, um, elevated. Right, are you taking advantage of that? Have you figured out what positions you can attack from on your maps to take advantage of that? Um, if you're going in, like let's say Agatha Chase, Agatha Harkness, she um, ignores characters for targeting. Um, are you making your attacks? Have you you keep in mind what is the what is the state of the, their probs, their re-roll pieces, their replacement dice replacement pieces? How can you take advantage of the pieces of your team to position yourself in such a way to make those attacks to mitigate their positioning right so um that that's some of the mental prep that you're doing to keep yourself in check for the day of mental exhaustion that happens Right. Can you run your team on not autopilot, but are there things that you know you need to do that you don't forget to do in hour seven, eight, nine, 10 of a tournament? And don't be intimidated um, by your opponent. Right. I mean, you know, regardless of who your opponent is, they still need to be mentally prepped for the day. They still need to know how to pilot their team. Heroclix is not pay to win. right? A few episodes ago, I talked about we don't complain about the cost of teams anymore. We just don't. Now, if you're sitting across from a $2,000 team, don't be intimidated by that. No need. Can you pilot your team? Are you piloting your $300 team to the best of your abilities? They may not be able to pilot their $2,000 team to the best of their abilities, right? Or as good as they could, however you want to say that, right? Outgun them. Can you do that? Have you prepped for that? Have you practiced? Um, and if you haven't practiced, have you at least thought about how your team plays, right? I and mean, a lot of this comes down to experience, right? We're, we're coming into, um, you know, 2023 was the seventh, yes, seventh year. I've been doing the podcast in ninth year I've been playing the game um, so a lot of things I can just do based on experience right but how do you as the listener here get to that next level right repetition experience having the mental fortitude to continue forward in the face of adversity um, you just got to be prepared to do that, especially in that ninth, tenth hour of a day, that that third day of Gen Con, right, um, when you've been up playing games all night, um, you know, you've been drinking, been having a little bit too much fun, um, keep keep those things in mind, right, have you prepped yourself prior to having all of that fun, Um to make yourself successful for these things that we've invested our, our time and money into to travel to um so to answer your question giordano uh the right amount of booze to have right before a state's event is probably zero i don't know what grappa is i wanted to google it but um i assume it's some sort of wine i want to google it right now um actually um uh, alcoholic beverage, a fragrant grape-based Pomont's brandy of Italian origin that contains 35 to 60% alcohol. Um, yeah, um, that's pretty strong. Never mind, it's a brandy. So that sounds pretty good. I'll have to try some of that at some point. Um, so, you know, I would say, you know, there's a lot of folks, right, that are very... Um, Braggard about their ability to drink right before an event and, um, do well. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't work out for everybody. Know yourself, know your limits, uh, be prepared with the amount of liquor that you can handle the night before the event. Um, that segues into physical preparation for these events. So when it comes to the physicality of prepping for an event, um, what I want you to realize and think about is you're not going to be listening to your body like you would on a typical day. You're going to be playing. You're going to be talking to folks, playing clicks, open boosters, looking at stuff in the store, and or if you're at Gen Con, you're going to be demoing other games potentially you know, playing other games. Um, You're going to be walking a lot. So two fronts I want you to think about when it comes to physical prep. First of all, walking, especially if you're going to Gen Con. Um, You're going to be taking a lot of steps if you go to Gen Con. Everything is typically pretty far away from the venue floor or from the gaming area, right? So, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's 300 feet to the bathroom, right? The food and water is half a hall away, right? So that's half a hall away and half, you know, a half of the hallway back. Um, So, you know, even to just support yourself on a day like that, right? You're gonna have to either pack in a bunch of stuff to set up at your table, or you're going to need to be ready to walk three four five miles maybe even more um if you walk the vendor hall so in prep now i mean we're three weeks out from gen con you know the best time to start is a year ago but the next best time to start is now when it comes to that stuff so start walking now make sure that if you're going to gen con you've got good shoes get your new shoes. If you need them, start breaking them in now. Um, and you know, be prepared on the other front to think about when you play these long days of clicks, how your body reacts to things. How do you keep it nourished? What kind of things keeps your body nourished? What about your hydration levels? You're going to be talking a lot more. You're going to be moving more have a support system in place to hydrate yourself, to nourish yourself. Um, If you're coming from out of town, when it comes to Gen Con, right? Do you need to go to a grocery store ahead of time? Do you need to order in some, an an Uber delivery to your Airbnb or to your hotel? Um, You know, these days become long And I can't stress that enough. I know I've probably said that half a dozen times now. Um, But when you want to reach the end game, the top cut, those final rounds of an event after 10 hours, um, if you're at like a States event or if you're at Gen Con, right, it's going to be three days into Gen Con. You've got to know how your body works on cruise control. And sit down and think about that. Okay, so as I go into my um, last segment here of thoughts, um, I want to have everybody check out um, the Oxit Euroclicks room uh, link to join in bio. I'd like to thank Oxit for being a sponsor of the show, and uh, check out their uh, link to join in the bio. So last um, segment for today and. Since I started recording this, there's been a couple more state events come in and complete. So the thing I want to talk about is matchup RNG and how things um, have arrived these days. So if you look at um, some of the state's results that we're getting in, you're basically getting the RNG, right? you have or the the matrix, the triangle right wherever you want to call it right like what becomes what to face? So Ryan Stevenson won Arizona with the high defense demon and armor team. How does your team face with having its printed attack value against a 1920 21 22 defense? Um, you know the RNG in that matchup is right? Um, the Scarlet Witch helps. So, but that team with the high defense has a pretty dang good matchup versus like X-Men. Um, X-Men can, uh, by X-Men, I mean the Sky Tyrant. I should rephrase that to be the, the Sky Tyrant Alpha. So, but this high defense team, um, with Demon and Armor, you know, as an architect that we've seen since Demon and Armor has come out, and works pretty dang well actually. Um, but typically, it kind of falls apart when somebody has really good dice rolls. The other part of that RNG is that team has some issues um, whenever the star comes up. So if the star comes up at the wrong time for that team, it can just be devastated right by folks by the those ones becoming sixes, right? So your your four becomes a nine, your five becomes a ten, um, with the two D sixes. I'm assuming one of those is a one. Or your critical miss is now a critical hit. Um, so A lot of that is things I want y'all to think about when it comes to your matchup RNG. I'm going to go through a couple more of these teams here. But to round out the high defense team, I mean, that team has a ton of offense and is able to just run up and set in front of you. Um, And additionally, Ryan was playing uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Death Metal Wonder Woman, along with the Prime Wonder Woman for the revive effect. He was playing Faust. Faust had Energy Shield on his team so super super duper high defense super hard to ko there was a saturnine there Um, but keep in mind faust is a really good attacker Um, demon and armor is not bad wonder woman's a super great attacker she's like what 12 4 i think 11 4 12 4 on her top dial Uh, and she can get the rce uh, from the bat belt utility belt um so it's just a really strong team Overall, that can really do well against the Sky Tyrant Alpha, um, negating the RNG of the Star Tarot card, um, depending on when that pops up. So, um, I noticed uh, Ryan ran the Tower on his team, which is, I think, the all misses or critical misses card. So, you know, the Star and the Tower... Are uh, battling each other there pretty closely on that team, but I, I love Ryan's team. Caleb Reddick has played a similar team in the past. Um, he think he played Chip in there somewhere, um, but um, oh yeah, and, and Ryan was also playing Sakari and Iron Man. It's just crazy how many like seventy to fifty point, seventy to thirty point characters you can fit on on a team that are really great attackers. I mean, he's carrying up Saki, you know, after they get the after he gets his um, objects and Saki's sitting at a 21 base, you know, um, without any of the, um, you know, potential potential ups and downs from the defend card that could come up. So if he comes up and he's a 22 with the defend card pops up or the perplexes that are in play and you're stuck at an 11, because um, keep in mind, Wonder Woman does have cosmic energy, so you're not outwitting her defend. So not saying that any of these teams are unbeatable or they're the teams that you should go play. Um, Point is, think about where your team matches up with the RNG of these other teams. All right, so let's take a look at the next team. All right, so next up I want to talk about Scarlet Witch. So the big bad, right? Erases your powers. Um, How do you counter her, right? So you want... um, we want to see how does your team operate with no powers um, on it right so you want to rely on traits um, and abilities team abilities uh, things that actually don't grant standard powers or special powers so um, the counter to a switch right i think is a, a most likely another switch so <clears throat> but the other thing uh, I think is almost mandatory on nearly every team and I'm seeing a whole lot of these in states results already, Necrosword. Um, You know, it uh, has really shot up in um, value, or I guess playability, since um, the auto equips have come into play. Now, I mean, it was also a playable you know, whenever um, uh, they're towards the end of Um, Vulture when it first came out and stuff, but um, there were just too many ways to destroy it and get around it and that sort of thing prior to that. It just really wasn't that played. Uh, But now that you can just rock and roll on your Sky Tyrant your World's Finest um, it's just a really great piece to use. Um, And the other thing when you've got your, you know, you're talking about going against Switch is How does your team work um, stat-wise with no perplexes and that sort of thing available to it? So really, I mean, that's really not too much of a consideration. A lot of teams just have generally good stats to begin with. So um, just keep that in mind, right? Are you starting out with a 10 attack or an 11 attack or a 12 attack? Um, Are you relying on close combat or range combat expert? um to to make things work um all right so briefly just want to cover the uh other big bad uh, one of the other big bads the scarab and um you know where does scarab end up right how do you get rid of scarab um a lot of scarab is um being able to just alpha him Right, so um, utilizing things like Sky Tyrant's Quake to get through Barrier and then the multiple attacks through the MOE chases or through Dark Phoenix's moves. Um, you just got to get Scarab off the map immediately. Think about being able to go first so that you don't get Force Blasted. Um, You know, if it's Theme and you go second, right, because they want to go first, make sure that you have an anti-Scarab map on your list. Again, I talked about this earlier in this episode, I don't know, about 15 minutes ago, is um, know your maps, study your maps, have a plan for if you get to use maps, um, and um, just be ready to go. Um, So, I mean, Scarab is what it is. I mean, Scarab is probably the, the most oppressive piece in modern... Uh, that is available, and um, if you're not ready for it, a Scarab can just force blast out with radioactive clay your day until you're done, and um, there's just nothing you're going to be able to do about it. Um, So you just have to be ready for that sort of thing. Um, Alpha the shit out of Scarab, that's the plan. Um, I want to talk about MOE chases. so, M.O.E. Chases, Mephisto, you know, is there a lot you can do to counter them? Somewhat. The Iron Inquisitor's Mastermind, having multiple bolts, um, that helps, uh, Quaking, all of the general things to use to get around Mastermind. Um, King Killmonger, um, I think this is why I really like Mad Jim Jaspers, um, you know, uh, the ability to equip something to a figure um, in case you run into an MOE chase. That's that's super huge. Um, that's why I run Mad Jim Jaspers, right? I mean, just being able to power action equip something, right? You're talking about taking Mad Gem Jaspers from 35 points to, say, 15 po- or 20 points or 25 points, you know, depending on what level of object you're equipping. Um, really, really super, um, big piece, or super valuable piece. Um, now the other big prime in the room is Hulk. Um, how do you handle Hulk? Well, you probably just try to ignore Hulk, um, I think is my opinion on the matter. Just, just try to ignore him. Uh, putting one out wood onto his charge is typically a big deal. Um, typically enough to keep him at bay. Um... You're probably just trying to avoid Hulk, unless he gets a really low uh, heal um, to start out with, um, or they don't heal, or they you take them, you know, you can't they can't get they can't do what they want to do right because of what what you've done. Um, and there's not much you can do. You can place some of your objects weird. You can offensive rune him, but he's ten points. Make sure your build has outwit. Just out his charge, that that helps out a lot. Now, if they have the Dark Phoenixes, he's going to start attacking you. But do they have a a um, Sky Tyrant? Probably using the moves on the Sky Tyrant. Um, and I think this brings me around to my whole other point on the MOE chases. While they do have some offense available to them, they're not the hyper attackers of Saki, Surfer, Tyrant, Hulk. Um, blah 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 right scarab um they are tech pieces in my opinion so they are adding little spice to the team here and there and i i think the big thing that you get from the moe chases uh and facing them is take out the tyrant take out the scarab take out the hulk um, take out whatever else they're using the surfers, um, and then handle the MOE chases at the end. Um, and theoretically, they're pretty easy to take care of with some penetrating damage and that sort of thing. Um, you know, not not a huge a huge deal um, to take them out, um, but. If they have a cannon that they're firing at you, they're going to fire that cannon at you really hard. Um, I mean, we still see a lot of the same things that you see. Um, Surfer, all right, everybody's going to want to know, how do you get rid of Surfer? How do you get rid of Surfer? How do you take care of Surfer? Well, the easiest thing on Surfer, I think, for the most part is uh, just attack him, right? You know, you want access to the emotional modifier or the necro sword. Um, he is just a super hyper-efficient attacker, um, as, you know, probably pretty easy to state that there and say that, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you can just attack him and he falls down pretty quick. Now he could heal back up, um, but, uh, stealth, um, relatively higher defense rollouts, um, unless they're playing a specific, like, Mad Gem, Necro Sword version of the build, um, he's not too bad to take out. Um, going down my list here of folks that I wanted to talk about, uh, and keep in mind, right, as you're listening through this, it's RNG, right? What matchup RNG do you have? What team are you playing, and how does it go into the RNG versus these pieces? Um... So let's talk about Prime Spider Man, a uh, uh, surprising piece at uh, a lot of times at a 80 to 95, I don't know, 80 point investment at the base with a 95 point, um, uh, with a Necro Sword, right? He's Charge Flurry. He can get across the whole map on the big maps um, with a couple of TKs, like a Venomags TK and then Wall Crawler, um, and then a Charge Flurry with a Giant Reach typically. helps him out a lot. Um, But the big thing for him, he does have the Super Senses Impervious and Protected Outwit on that power. So he's got a 50-50 rollout and uh, reduces penetrating damage. And you can't really ignore this guy. Um, Obviously, you know, tools in the toolkit, um, Necro Swords, Scarlet Witches, um, Scarab, right? If this Spider-Man is able to go off, uh, and the outwit is on his movement power, right, that severely hampers him. Um, So, that's why I said Scarab. But, I mean, another super-duper efficient attacker here, um, that's one of the cannons, right? Um, I'm looking, and he's played with Venom Magneto, and uh, Spider-Man goes out and starts eating stuff. I mean, that's just... Well, it's just how it looks i mean you've got to be able to get through this guy in a way that that makes sense um so is there probably another dozen figures to talk about probably um but let's see i've covered the switch the defend bubble the scarab the moe chases the hulk um, the Prime Spider-Man. I think a lot of those things are what's new as we go into Nats and Worlds here, uh, and finishing out states, states, Nats, Worlds. Um, and I've recorded this over uh, several sessions. Um, I've had an extremely busy week, and the guys haven't been able to get together either. So um, we've been uh, we've been rocking and rolling here, um, getting stuff ready. To be at Gen Con and whatnot so um, if I forgot what I've talked about so what's been like 35 minutes for y'all has actually been like five days for me um, but every time I've had a moment to record something um, I've been doing that um, so i want to look at just a couple more of the other results um, and I did have I had my list here of things to talk about um, I had a few other questions to answer so let me get those pulled up please um so they would be further back in here so um sorry um so it's JJ we talked about the um maps uh Jackson underused or underplayed things that are good right now I think all the things that have been winning Jackson are the stuff that's really good um uh Peter your question is kind of the same way um top five figures you thought should be making on the builds and you know and i think what i wanted to say here is you know folks that want to go to nationals want to go to worlds um when i'm building for these things when we talk about how oppressive scarab is um these folks are going to be at nationals they're not at these local states where Scarab's not winning. Um, so, like, props to Scott for, you know, winning with Scarab, right? Like, if you want to go to a national tournament... Now, keep in mind, I know Scott's not actually attending Gen Con this year, other than Sunday. Uh, he's got wrestling tickets, as he's talked about on his podcast. Um, but, you know, you have those other folks that are very likely to play Scarab, and... Um, ready to rock and roll so what i would say in general to that question jackson is i'm not seeing um as much um scarab as i thought i would be um so um justin thoughts on new terrain in the meta uh lava pits really good um seeing that used to act being seen seeing that been used to activate figures like cosmo to get him onto a special outwit um so, uh, top five, top four favorite builds, miles. Um, I mean, I don't know. Favorite? That's such a that's such a weird thing, right? Like, um, I really do like the MOE chases. Um, you know, I, I do like all the characters or the amalgamation of characters or mef- the Mephisto morphed characters, whatever that term is. Um, so MOEs you know, really been a really great set of characters to see winning. Um, and then, you know, I, I guess a year later, right, like, I um, should have been playing Scarlet Witch a long time, but but Thanos. So, um, you know, my other favorite build has just been things where you see Scarlet Witch, and then just the power of that. Um, now, I'll add a little bonus segment here at the end. Um, my thoughts on retirement. Um I just don't know. Um I, I get asked that question quite a bit in you know in, in DM and whatnot, like have you heard anything on retirement? I haven't. Um what's my speculation on retirement? I think I have two two speculations. Um and uh, i'll share those real quick let me pull up um, the set list here i think there's two things that i have um as speculation x of swords is the oldest set in modern so disney plus and older gets retired the other one of that is um empire is the oldest set in modern So um, I I think Empire to Disney Plus, that's Empire, Avengers Forever. Um, No, hold on. That's not right. Not Avengers Forever. Sorry. Um, Eternals Movie would be the oldest set in Modern. And then Empire, Fantastic Four 2021 storyline set would retire. War of the Realms and disney plus so those are the five ish sets that i think are on the bubble um do they get rid of those five do they not do they stick disney plus around do they cut it off at say war of the realms do we get rid of fantastic four empire i I don't know but i would expect x-men rise and fall to certainly retire um and then i think it could go all the way up to where of swords is the um Oldest set and modern. Now, oh gosh, absolutely no. Sorry, headphone users. Absolutely no opinion or absolutely no fact or rumor or anything along those lines that I've heard to back up or substantiate said rumors. Um, so, just just keep that all with a grain of salt. Make your own decisions of what what's going to be retired. Um, personally, we're seeing. Uh, we just saw Scott Porter's. Uh, legacy cards for Notorious today. And there's fairly recent st- stuff in there. Um, you know, well, I take that back, I guess. You know, Brimstone seems like he was only out just the other day. Um, but, um, you know, and but that was actually, what, like seven years ago. So um, I'm looking at the set of those. Um, figures um, was there anything recent in that one? I guess, you know what I guess Joker's Wild was the recent one so you've got figures from Silver Age coming in back into Modern so um, I'd say don't get be getting rid of your figures so quickly these days folks um, but Notorious won't be legal for worlds um, at this point, September twentieth is the release date. So, um, hopefully, we get to play with Notorious at Worlds. But I would say, as you know, as we round out the road to Nats and the road and finish out the road to Worlds, um, we'll probably pick up our Notorious coverage closer to after Worlds. Uh, we'll probably talk about it here and there. Um, but keep in mind, we want to highlight some of the new figures and the cool stuff that's coming out. And if we get an unboxing from WizKids, we'll certainly cover Notorious. But um, from a competitive standpoint, I want y'all to keep your mind on what's coming, what's legal for Worlds and Nats. Keep your mind focused there. And hey, if this episode, again, if this episode seems a little disjointed, uh, it's because I recorded it disjointed. But I had some thoughts. I wanted to get those out to y'all. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening to Click Stuff today. We'll talk to you all next time.